Hi, Chris. Hi, Ben. Have you did you enjoy your hiatus? <laughs> I did enjoy my hiatus. I feel very uh, hiatus right now. We partied too hard. I partied way too hard. But that's okay. We're back now. We're still uh we're still a little bit delayed on our uh westerns by the decade, so we appreciate you bearing with us. That'll probably be, yeah. be next week or the week should after. We, I don't know, should we explain the reasoning behind that? You're like we're not actually ditching you all. We're actually <laughs> doing stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe they're not interested. So. <laughs> there are good reasons. Take our word for it. Um, so this for this mini-sode, I wanted to talk a little bit from a, uh, a pop culture and history perspective. Chris, what does it mean to be Irish? From a pop culture historical perspective? Yeah. What does it mean to be what does it mean to be for for a piece of pop culture to be Irish? Because That's I was thinking one of the things I observed on my vacation I went to Ireland. One of the things I observed there is that Irish culture is probably one of the best exported cultures in the world. So a lot of their cultural identity, the the music and the beer and the, uh, I don't know, I guess the pubs and things that we think of when we think of Ireland, the leprechauns and all that, their mythology, all of that stuff is has been very well formed as a commodity and exported to the rest of the world. To at least the United States. Yeah. Probably Australia as well. So from a historical point of view... Uh, in the, the mid-19th century, the 18, 1840s and 50s, uh, it was called the Potato Famine. Mm-hmm. And there, there was a huge diaspora of Irish immigration, uh, particularly to the United States. Some to Australia as well, because Australia was a penal colony for the, for the British, uh, British Empire. So a lot of Irishmen went there uh, because they were considered criminals and they, they were deported. Uh, but the United States, I, you talk about the, like the leprechauns and different things like that. Uh, it's because a lot of these Irish went to the United States and took those with them. And they've been coming to the United States for, uh, they've been going to the United States since the colonial American, American days. Uh, so you have that very long, long uh, history there. Musically, even American, uh, American country music. Ken Burns just did a, a documentary, and so he talks about the Irish and the Scots and how uh, their music kind of melded with African-American music, and now you have country and rockabilly and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's because, for one thing, you have such a large uh, Irish immigration population that comes to the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many... So many people traveled out and brought their culture with them. This is my daughters that you're hearing in the background. <laughs> uh, Making their podcast debut. But uh, so you go to uh, the New England, Boston, New York, and then to the Midwest and uh, 
Indiana and Chicago, uh, Illinois, you get some of that Irish because that's where they, they traveled after after landing in the country. And then they went. The other aspect of it too is their their continuing and tenuous relationship with uh, the United Kingdom of Great Britain, <laughs> which goes back, I mean, all the way to the Normans and the Saxons. Well, Ireland. Yeah, well, Ireland's because of their proximity, are always kind of they're always kind of joined at the hip with the English, and of course, Northern <laughs> Ireland is part of the UK. Not always, uh, not always, but not always goodwill. so. <laughs> no, not always goodwill, and it's not always been a happy uh, union. But if you talk about Irish film, one of my colleagues is working on a. Uh, sort of documentary semi-documentary project about irish film and there's a lot of films that the irish are involved in they're known the irish are known for exporting great artists and thinkers people like james joyce who uh you know craft great art and the irish are proud to claim them but they often often these irish directors or writers or artists work in collaboration with Americans or the English to make their films or their uh, whatever their artistic project is. And so it's hard to say that those projects are Irish, even though the, the person at the helm was Irish, or there's a lot of people who come from outside to make projects and films. Like we were talking before we started recording about The Last Jedi which was filmed at a, a famous location in Ireland. So uh, there's all these productions that come in from outside and use Ireland and all these Irish people that join other productions. But it's actually kind of rare to see, at least in cinema, a, a project that's uh, that you could say is 100% Irish. But then the Irish are so intermingled with other cultures like a lot of the people I met there say, oh yeah, I have family in America. I have family in the UK. So it it comes to that like uh, cultural identity. How does that work when when we're we're such we're such a globalized culture now? How does it work? Okay. What does it mean? What does it mean to be Irish in a globalized culture? I guess is kind of what I'm uh, um... musing on. I don't know that there's an easy answer. That's an interesting question. I don't know if it's can be strictly. I mean, I guess it's narrowed down to Irish, but I mean that's a question that can be asked for any culture, mm-hmm. being in this globalized world that we are. Um, well, I'm half Irish, and uh, kind of. Which is why I thought you might have an interest in this question. Yeah, kind of looking back at my my family's. Uh, history and heritage. I know heritage is a word thrown around a lot these days in the news. Um, and like just the family stories that kind of come down from the uh, being, well, because my family immigrated to the United States during the famine and moved to the Midwest. Then my immediate family, my father and mother, moved to the Southeast. Um, just like thinking about my grandmother and my uncles and cousins and things like that. I don't know how to answer that question because it's just, yeah. I'm not sure that there is an answer to be honest. 
because I associate myself as Irish, or at least half Irish. And so I like the music, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I have a big red beard. And so around St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> I'll play it in Leprechaun. Um, but uh, it's very Americanized. I, I've never been to Ireland. And you just you said you've just been to Ireland, which I think is really cool. I'd like to go. But I don't know how to compare it to Ireland and like in Ireland, Irish culture in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Like being from the main. Um, all I know is American Irish, which has a whole history of its own. Yeah, it's a separate separate kind uh, of culture in its own it's, way. I guess that makes it interesting about a global culture, but also because it's so global, you have little pockets like Irish American and or Australian mm-hmm. uh, Australian Irish or uh, Irish in England and things like that. Um, sure, it's bigger picture, but it seems like almost dividing even into smaller groups than originally. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, and Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, like the rest of the EU, has seen a lot of influx of people from the Middle East, people from. Africa, people from all over are moving into Europe. There's been a mass immigration into Europe because of refugee crisis and other things, I think other factors, that's economic the, factors. But That's the more interesting question is this, those peoples from other ethnic groups consider themselves Irish or are they considered Irish by people who were in Ireland? Uh, so is that con- a continuation of Irish culture? like uh, the Irish immigration to the United States or mm-hmm. that another culture coming to Ireland and mixing it with the, with Ireland. So I think that's, that's another way to look at it. But we in I... America, I think, think of ourselves as the, the great melting pot, but it's, it's not just uh, an American thing. No. Although it's I went, a worldwide uh, thing now. I once uh, heard in a, sociology class that we're not exactly a melting pot more of a tossed salad <laughs> <laughs> i like that that is good it's a good quote the american tossed salad well that was something a little different it is it talked much more about i guess uh, regular culture rather than pop or or entertainment culture so that's yeah, a, it definitely uh, it definitely comes into play though since the oh, irish yeah. it would be interesting to like talk more about irish and pop culture like John Ford. We're going to talk about John Ford and my darling Clementine mm-hmm. soon, eventually. <laughs> eventually, we're going to talk about that movie. Eventually, uh, John soon. Ford was very proud of his Irish heritage. Yes, um, very. I was just listening to a, a friend's podcast, and they were debating uh, cereal <laughs> mascots. So it was uh, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Crunch versus uh, Lucky the Leprechaun. So oh, yeah. Um, did you see that? I don't know if I shared that episode with you. That's uh, I haven't seen it. No. I think it's nerd brawl lunchtime nerd brawl no check it out um check out so, lunchtime nerd brawl so there's just a, there's a lot of uh irish in the in american pop culture maybe not mm-hmm. uh on the surface but definitely kind of kind of good the layer underneath mm-hmm. well thanks for listening to the pop story and podcast yeah this we is hope you like it little bit different i hope you did like it um let us know if you didn't or if you did keep up with us on twitter facebook uh-huh. instagram All stuff is on there 
on the social medias. Thanks for listening to the Popstorian podcast. Be sure to subscribe. You can find us online at popstorian.com or on Facebook and Twitter. Tune in next time for more of the history of popular culture.